This is Big Tasty Sports. Merry Christmas, everyone. It's me, Santa. Oh, just kidding. It's still me. I know that was stupid, but hey, sometimes you got to do something stupid just to have a little fun. After all, it is the holidays. So, uh, and, and you know, the best bets haven't necessarily been going the best overall for the show. So why not hold up a ceramic face of Santa and pretend you're him? All right. Sometimes I just like to be a little bit of a dork. And you got a little bit of that. But I hope you're having a good holiday season so far that you are getting some time with family, that you're getting some time to relax. I know that uh, many of us are in the midst of some pretty severe cold weather. We were supposedly going to get six inches of snow, and I think that we got at least one-sixth of an inch of snow, but it is minus 10 degrees outside or something. So if you are fighting through those cold temperatures, all the best to you. Talk about this a little bit today, but it's hard for me to imagine going outside and playing a football game right now, but there are a few teams who are going to have to attempt to do just that in weather like this. I think that could have a pretty significant Effect on the games, because not only is it cold, but it is incredibly windy. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Going to come up in a few of the picks. This show's going to look a little bit different just because um, a couple of the guys, you know, schedule, schedules are all wacky. So can't get everybody on here. Don't have uh, picks from everybody. So basically, here's what this show's going to be. In a second here, I'm going to share D-Nice's picks with you. He sent those over to me. Then I have a little bit of a longer conversation with Yanni. We go through his picks and then talk about a few other games as well. Give you some ideas on teaser legs that we like. <clears throat> you know, I mean, sometimes teasers are a good play in certain spots. Other times they're fun if you on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day want to throw a few bucks on something just to have some action. That is okay, too. You just want to be responsible with that kind of stuff. And you would still like to win, right? even if that's what you're doing. So we talk about some teaser legs. And at the then at the end, I'm going to share my picks with you and also dive into a little bit more depth on a few games just because we have the time. So that's what the, sh the show is going to look like today. Uh, hopefully you are finding some good spots to get in with some action on this NFL weekend and make some money. As always, would appreciate if you would subscribe, hit the like, like button. Yeah. You can smash it if you want to or tap it. Either way, it's fine with me. Certainly, the picks have not been strong for the last few weeks. It was 5 and 10 last week. So, again, uh, we have a few weeks to get into the positive for the year on the show. We started strong the first eight weeks. The last eight weeks have been pretty trashy. So, we will see how it goes at the end here. But hopefully, it is enjoyable for you, whether you tail or fade or none of the above. With that said, I told you I would give you D-Nice's picks first, so here they are. First up, he has Miami minus three and a half going against Green Bay minus 107. I'm not going to talk much about this game later, nor do Yanni and I talk much about it. I think what this game comes down to, not to put words in D-Nice's mouth, mouth, but uh, I think Green Bay is just still not a very good team. I know they got Romeo Dobbs back, and that is a positive for them, no doubt. 
But Green Bay won one game, and now we're acting like they are some kind of contender, that they're going to make the playoffs. I know there's an outside chance of them making the playoffs. Sure, it could happen. But Miami is still explosive. And yes, the weather's going to be a little bit colder for this game, but it's not going to be absolutely frigid. So I think Miami's just the better team here, to be honest. But we'll find out. Second pick. Tennessee minus one and a half for the first half, minus 110 going against the Texans. Yanni and I do talk about this game some. You're going to hear this pick come up again or picks in this game come up again. But Tennessee through much of the year was a very strong first half team. That has not been as true the last two or three weeks, but everybody has the hiccups here and there. And so this is one where uh, you follow a trend that's been true most of the season against a team that has not been good in the first half, second half, or much of any other time except for the last two weeks. And even that is a little bit skewed, which Yanni and I talk about. So Tennessee minus one and a half, first half minus 110. And then for D's plus money pick this week, he took Cleveland and New Orleans under 29 at plus 135. This is, I love that D has taken a total that is under 30 as his plus money pick. That's pretty. Seems crazy in the NFL, but again, like, like like I referenced earlier, the weather in Cleveland is supposed to be atrocious. It is supposed to be below zero with winds gusting up to 30 or 40 miles an hour, sustained winds of 15 to 20 miles an hour. If that materializes, it's hard to throw the ball in those kind of winds anyway. We saw a game with high winds on Thursday night between Jacksonville and, and the Jets, and there was some passing that worked in that game, but it was definitely a struggle. Well, and most of the struggle on the Jets' side was Zach Wilson. That's a story for another day. But now you add in that kind of cold. It's not just freezing, you know, 30 degrees or something, but it's it's going to be wind chills that feel like negative 20, negative 30. Man, it's going to be rough. So I love the under 29. Honestly, I I wouldn't even hate a poke at like an under 26. I'm not saying I'll do it, and I'm not advising that you do it but i'm just saying yanni says this i think when we touch on this game could be one of those first team to 10 wins kind of games so under 29 at plus money not a terrible look in my opinion all right those are d's picks next up we talk to yanni it is almost christmas but yanni is still jumping on to talk some football merry christmas yanni how's it going Merry Christmas to you and yours. I'm good. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well, man. I got a couple vacation days here to wrap presents and get ready for a road trip and, uh, you know, have some football to watch in the car. So that that always works out OK. Get out of get out of that cold for a little bit. Get some sunshine. For real, man, we are. We're, we're going south uh, looking for some sun and something warmer than negative 20 in the temperature department. So should be good. I. I hear you. We're uh, we're dealing with that here. Uh, we're up in Ohio, so we're we're getting that for a couple of days, but then we head back home. So I hear you. That's right. We'll uh, we'll we'll be headed south together. Just well, you know, separately, but together. So, <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, hey, let's uh, let's jump into this. It's an it, kind of an interesting week, just because we have all these Saturday games for Christmas Eve, and then a few games on Christmas Day. Um, so why don't we just go ahead and jump in with your first pick? All right. So, you know, you're going to think I, I stole this from you and, and I didn't. I think I mentioned last night that uh, one of my buddies and I were talking about this. But the, the more I went in, I really liked the Tennessee Titans this week. Um, you know, I just 
there's a couple things here. I just think they're going to run rough shot over them on the ground. I think Derrick Henry, this is a 200 yard, two touchdown game for him. Um, I think their defense is finally as healthy as it's been. I, I, I saw, I heard him talking on the broadcast last week that last week was like, I think they'd played 9% of the snaps with Jeffrey Simmons, Bud Dupree and Kevin Byard all on the field at the same time. Um, and they'll have all three here. So, I mean, defensively, I think they're getting healthy. You know, I think right now the sentiment is that the Texans are, hey, they're playing, they're feisty, they're playing pretty well. And obviously, I mean, they almost knocked off the Chiefs. You got to give them credit for that. But when you really dig into the box score and you start looking, that game really had no business being that close. Um, offensively, the Texans didn't do much. They're still missing some key players there. I just think the Titans will shut them down. I think they're going to run on them. So, you know, at home, laying a field goal, it, to me, it just makes sense. I think that even without Ryan Tannehill, if anything, it forces them to maybe run even more, which against this Texans team is is a good thing. So I'm going to lay the points minus three. I'll take Tennessee at home. Yeah, man, I'll probably repeat this when I do my picks, but I'm definitely on this one as well. I, I you know, said last night, I love this pick. To your point uh, about the the game being close with the Chiefs, but feeling like it shouldn't have been, you go look at that box score, 502 yards to 219. Right. 313 passing to 125. I mean, 6.6 yards of play to 3.8. I mean, they almost doubled them up. So it just was a, a crazy outcome to have that game go to overtime. Uh, it looks like from the box score, a game you'd expect to be 35 to 10 or something, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we I think we mentioned a couple of those uncharacteristic interceptions from Mahomes, but, I, you know, you take those out and that game's probably a blowout. And it wasn't, again, kudos to them. They they almost pulled it off, but wasn't that close. I just think this is a good spot for Tennessee. They're due to obviously get back on track. I think overall they're still a better team. And, and I don't think in this game the loss of Tannehill hurts them now the rest of the season probably, yeah. but in this, in this game, I don't think so. Yeah. I really am down on Tennessee in terms of making any noise long-term in the playoffs or anything, but I agree with you for this week, for sure. Um, I, I see that this is actually, I took this at minus minus one twenty. It's down to minus one Oh seven at points bet for minus three now. So getting a good, pretty good price too. Yeah. So, I, I was actually surprised. I guess, obviously people are factoring in Tannehill, but I mean, it's, you know, minus one ten. I think, or last time I checked on Bovada. So um, yeah. yeah, good stuff. Uh, what's the confidence level for that one? I, I'm going to give it a three. Uh, we'll see. I, yeah. I don't think I've hit my three confidence levels here the last couple of weeks, but I mean, I, I like it. So we'll, we'll give it our, we'll give it a go. I'll be, I'll be giving it a three as well. So it's a, it's a six between the two of us. There, so, you, go. there um, you go. All right. What's pick number two. So since I've actually hit a couple of these the last couple of weeks, I'm going to, I'm going to go with another two team, six point teaser here. Uh, and I'm going to take the 49ers for leg one against Washington there. And this one is going to seem unorthodox. And I think people are probably going to shake their head a little bit at this. But I'm going to take Tampa on the other one. Um, also minus, well, I guess minus one and a half. I think they're minus seven and a half right now. So, um, you know, when I look at these games, I'm looking at who who's going to win, who can't lose. And, and look – if we start with that San Francisco game, Washington is a good football team. Not great, but they're a good football team. They're solid on defense. They've got some weapons on offense. 
But I just think I look at this game and I don't think Washington's going to be able to run the ball at all. Nobody has been able to run on San Francisco to this point. That puts a lot of pressure on Heineke in this game. And, you know, against the way that 49ers defense is playing, I don't see it. Flip it over Brock Purdy. There's been basically no drop off between Garoppolo and Purdy to this point anyways. So assuming that continues, which I think it can, I just don't see him losing this game. Is it possible? Sure. Anything's possible, but you know, in essence, just needing him to win. I like it. And then same thing in the other game. And and I'll be the first to say that the Tampa is not a good football team. I think we we've come to the agreement over the last six, seven weeks that this is just not a very good team. But when I look at that Cardinals team and you look at how different they looked when Colt McCoy was not in the lineup there and, you know, Trace McSorley, good dude, whatever. I just don't see them winning that game. They have no home field advantage. They've actually been worse at home than on the road. So we're not looking and saying, oh, it's at home. You know, I, I just don't see it. I mean, Brady losing to Trace McSorley in that game, different situation than when he lost to Brock Purdy, right? He's playing that San Francisco offense and defense. Arizona's not in that same boat. Could it be close? Probably. Um, and in honesty, I would lean towards taking the points with Arizona if we were playing against the spread. But I think Tampa Bay gets this done, probably wins this game by a field goal or so. They kind of keep their, I guess you want to call it, stranglehold lead in the NFC South. Yeah, man. <laughs> They're stranglehold at seven and eight if they win this game. Uh, right. I, man, I have to bring to the table for sure my, at this point, just blind hatred for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I think this team is terrible, but I say that because I think you're right. Like the Cardinals and Trace McSorley and the times that he's gotten in, I mean, we often see these backup quarterbacks come in and perform well for a half or even a game. And it's sort of like, once you get past that, you find out that's where Brock Purdy has been kind of impressive because he's done it for a few weeks now. Trace McSorley hasn't even done that. Like when he's gotten in this year, he's thrown interceptions. I think three interceptions, no touchdowns. I mean, there's just nothing positive to look at with Trace McSorley. So I I have to say that you're right. I do think this is a game where potentially you could almost like tease both ways. um, Because I'm not sure how much Tampa Bay can score. The Cardinals, the Cardinals defense has been decent, but I feel like they give a good effort for a half. And then they're like, screw it. <laughs> We're not going to get any help. And then they just give up points after that. So I, I think uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. But I think you're right. You could tease it either way. Because, again, I, I think Tampa wins this game in a kind of one-score fashion. So, realistically, you can right. make an argument to tease it either way. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I, I have to agree that as bad as Tampa has been, they're, especially with the quarterback situation, they're just better than Arizona, who is a, a pretty terrible team. Uh, especially with Trace McSorley. So right. uh, what's the confidence level for that one? I've been rolling with two on the teasers and you I'll have. stick with that there. Um, so Superstitious. We'll, we'll... It's like wearing the same socks. You got to do it, it again. Man. That's it. Until it, until it loses, we're going to keep rolling that way. I love it. All right. That leaves us with the plus money on the docket. What are we, what are we doing this week? Well, so I'll tell you what, if, if we're, if we weren't in a contest here, I, I will tell you that I would have two potential picks here. One would be the Eagles money line. Um, I think they have a very legitimate chance to still beat the Cowboys in this game, even with Gardner Minshew. 
Um, but I'm not going to do that. I don't think the return on investment is enough there. Uh, and then the other is I actually I, I like taking a swing here with the Colts against the Chargers on the money line um, just because the Chargers kind of play to the level of their competition. And Nick Foles, I mean, you know, he, he showed that he can come in and light things up. So but again, I don't I can't I, the heck we saw it with your Vikings last week. I can't trust this Colts team to close out and win a game. So instead. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go a little crazy like I did last week because I want to make up some ground here in, in the contest here. So I'm going to do something that I do not recommend doing, but I'm going to do it and hope that it wins. And I will say when I did that last week, it should have come through. It did not, which is all that matters. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it should have. So I'm going to give this one a shot again here. And, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a five-team, eight-point Yeah. Team. This and, is what and, I like to see. <laughs> well, and, and look, again, this is not – please, please, if you're listening, do not do this. This is not a way to be profitable in sports betting. But I'm trying to make up some ground in a contest, and this is a way to get plus 225. Um, so, you know, for me, that's really what I'm looking at here is, is trying to get bang for my buck here. Do I expect this to come through? No. But at plus 225, I'm going to take a swing. So what I've got is um, I've got the Chiefs teased down to minus two. Um, obviously they're at home against Seattle might be Love a close game, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I think they Love can win one. by a field goal here. Um, I went with my bills that turns that game into a pick. Um, I know weather's a factor there that could end up being a close game, but you know, the bears are banged up. Obviously their defense is not good. Um, I think the bills should be able to come away with a win, even if it's close. Um, I went through with San Francisco again to plus one. Um, obviously kind of, again, making it to a pick there. I don't see them losing that game. And then I actually did two totals, another no-no here, but I'm going to go with it here. I teased the Saints and Browns to under 40. We've all heard about the potential weather there, the 40-mile-an-hour wind gusts and all those things we're going to have there. I just don't – I mean, honestly, I don't think this game gets over 30. So, you know, getting to 40 there, I, I like that. And then same thing, I teased under in the Rams and Broncos under 44 and a half. Um, and, and again, I lean under on that game to begin with. The Broncos have been an under team all season. The Rams, obviously, you know, with their injuries on offense, they have nobody left. Baker Mayfield and nobody out there. So, um, I, you know, I don't think they get there either. So, again, this is not something I would recommend to anybody in any way, shape or form to tail. But I'm doing this because I want to win this contest. I like the plus 225 potential return. That's where I'm at. I'm with you, man. The plus the plus money plays Phillies on my list, uh, money line because it's up to plus two fifteen now. So Ooh. that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you, looking for that plus two hundred or better for the sake of this this show. So there you I, go. I do wanna, you and I talked about this a while back, but I want to bring up this issue of teasing totals again for a minute. So I know that that is looked down upon, and you can get kicked out of sports gambling forever for teasing totals. And I, I guess I kind of get it most of the time. Like that's sort of a, a more volatile thing. But for this week in particular, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot the last two days because I've been thinking about seriously pulling the total on a teaser with some of these total, the, the trigger. There we go. There's too many T words, Yanni. Um, but, but I think this week, because of the weather conditions and some of these teams that are involved, I just feel way more confident about the totals than I do the sides. It's like, who's going to win with New Orleans and Cleveland? I don't know, but they're not going to score much. <laughs> you know, um, who's going to win with the Rams and Denver? I don't know, but they're not going to score much. I feel similarly with the the Bills and the Bears, though I do feel better about the Bills winning. I'm with you. Like, the, the gap there is just too big. But at the same time, in those conditions, 
with especially a Bears team that can't throw the ball already. Like, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in that game either. So in numerous games this week only, I feel more confident with a higher total than I do about getting a wider spread. No, I I agree with you. And, and, you know, again, it's, it all just depends on if you are truly a buy the book better, right? I I mean, if you're a buy the book better, you're never going to do that, but I'm not, and I never have been. And, you know, I, I look for certain situations like that. I think the biggest thing for me, when you look at some of these totals is we talk a lot about, you know, closing line value here. And obviously some of those totals opened up substantially higher, So in theory, we're playing a bad number if you want to look at it that way. But did they adjust enough? I mean, you know, literally when you talk about that Browns and Saints game, I mean, if if what happens with the weather is what they're predicting, they may not get to 14 total points in that game. You know, I mean, honestly, it could be handoff, handoff, handoff. And, you know, unless Nick Chubb or somebody can just, you know, whatever, run over the opponent here. Who knows? I mean, there we saw what happened last year when the Bills and Patriots played on Monday night, and it was literally like first one to ten points, right? You know, like yeah, you got that, and I think we're going to see some of that this week. I mean, these are really what they, I mean, historically low temperatures and wind that we're seeing at these games this week. Yeah, well, in that game in particular, I would take under thirty-eight and a half if the weather was good between those two teams. I mean. that's it too, is, you know, you're, you're looking at a couple of these games and you're saying I'd lean under anyhow, and then you right. factor in the weather and it's like, yeah, it's, it's almost a no brainer. And if you're getting an extra eight points or six or 10 or whatever you're trying to tease to, again, I'm not a traditional better when it comes to that. So I have no problem on a week like this, you know, maybe looking at it a different way. Cause I think you and I've talked about this a lot. The books are too darn locked in on these, t- on these sides at this point. And it's hard to find an edge unless you have great CLV early in the week or, you know, on a look ahead line or something like that. Otherwise, I think you've got to try to find other angles. And and I think this week it's like the the weather is truly the other angle. Yep. I love it. So I'm assuming that's going to be a confidence level one. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that. You you got it, man. Do not try this at home. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, All right. Hey, so. Like I had told you before the show, a couple guys probably aren't going to be able to jump on with Christmas week and stuff. So uh, if you're up for it, let's take just a few more minutes. And especially for recreational bettors, it can be fun to just have some action as you go through the day, kind of through the weekend. And we've got games really spread out. So I'm going to just take it like uh, a a time segment at a time and just kind of mention if there are any teaser legs or or spots that we really like so that first window is the fullest one on the 24th that one o'clock window there are one two three four five six seven eight games and you already mentioned kansas city teasing them down which i love you already mentioned the uh let's see actually that might have been the only oh and then the total in the the saints and and browns Anything else in that early window that even if you maybe aren't betting it, just things that you would lean toward liking straight up or as a teaser? Well, you know, again, I think if you're just kind of doing it recreationally here, you could look at doing an eight point teaser with, for example, Kansas City. You could look at the bills there. Um, There's a couple teams you could potentially look at teasing up, you know, getting the Panthers at plus 11, maybe. Um, at home against the Lions. I think that that's Love something that you could look at. Obviously, you mentioned the total in that Browns and Saints. I mean, I think if you add an extra eight points on there, you can look at that. And again, I mean, I'll, I can't say it enough. These aren't necessarily recommended wagers, but if you're looking to, 
you know, put a, put a little bit of lunch money down and have a little fun. You're hanging out with family and you, you want to have a little, little sweat going, a little action. I think that's something you can look at in the early window. Um, you know, the other interesting game, and I'm actually curious, I'm going to ask your thoughts is what do you think about your Vikings and the giants there? Minnesota's minus four right now. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? And I only ask because I don't have strong conviction either way. I'm just curious what you think. Yeah, man, it's an interesting one. And I've, you know, I've, said plenty about the Vikings in the last couple of weeks and stuff, but the Vikings I think are a hard team because to me, they're just really volatile. Like I think they have the ability to beat good teams even on their best days. And then they have the ability. I mean, the Colts game was a microcosm of this. They right. got down 33 to one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, and then they came back and beat that team from that deficit in the second half. It's just like, who in the hell are these guys, you know? So I think in this game, I do think the thing that is beneficial to the Vikings here is that the the Giants are so limited offensively right now. So I think if Ed Donatel, I don't trust him, so who knows what he's going to do. But if you can key in on taking Saquon away, Daniel Jones can run a little bit. I'm not saying he wouldn't get any first downs. He can find a couple receivers, but I just don't see them putting up the, you know, 27 30 35 points if they can take Barkley away and I just think um Thibodeau's been great for the Giants I think their defense is like on the come up a little bit but I just think over the course of a whole game in Minnesota I just think Minnesota's going to get that spurt that gets them to that 28 ish points um and so if I had to take this game I would take Minnesota and lay the points um but I Minnesota is just a team that I don't want to bet very much because I think they're so volatile. I mean, that, if I had to break it down, I probably would have been similar there. And, and I, I lean laying the points here as well. But, you know, as you've seen, the Vikings are a win by three type of team, right? You know, yep. so you get that. What they do. That, yeah. And you look at a team like the Giants that realistically probably should have lost substantially more games than they've lost up to this point. And somehow they find ways to be in games and win games. So, you know, I, I hear you. I really just wanted to get your take on that to see if I was kind of on the same wavelength, which it sounds like sounds like we're on the same page there. Yeah, for sure. What about in that? So so there's a lot of legs there. What about in that late window? You know, I know we've you already talked about the Washington San Francisco. I totally agree. I don't think Washington is a very good team. I think Heineke is a little turnover prone and the the Niners have a defense that could take advantage of that. But what about this Philly Dallas game? The, the lines at five and a half right now. We've seen some six in the market. There might be some places that have six. Um, any thoughts and maybe like what would be your confidence level of using this game either straight or in a teaser? So I think you got a few options here. I mean, again, if we're talking rec recreationally speaking here, I think you could potentially play with that Philadelphia money line. Um, you know, again, do they go in and win this game? Probably not. But I think when you look at that plus 200 or greater ROI there, I mean, I think you could make a case for doing that. I mean, we know Gardner Minshew is a very capable quarterback. I mean, he's played well every time he's been given the keys to the car. So I, I think you could say that Minshew, I don't know how much of a fall off there's going to be there. I, I realize Hertz was playing at an MVP level. I realize Minshew can't run quite as well as Hertz can. But I think if the Eagles game plan this right and they lean on Miles Sanders and if their defense can make plays, um, you know, I think they have a chance and I think all the pressure in the world is on Dallas here and not necessarily because they need to win, but I think they need to win psychologically. And, and what I mean is 
if you're going into the playoffs, if the if the Eagles beat you in your house with a backup quarterback, you're going to go into the playoffs thinking there's no way we can beat this team, right? We have to go to their house. They're going to have their starting quarterback back. So I just I feel like there's some pressure there. I think the Eagles are going to kind of just cut it loose, do what they do. If they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. That's why I think the money line is definitely in play here. I like the points, although we're really only getting over the key number of three. So, you know, if you're at yeah. five and a half or six, I mean, you're not necessarily getting a ton of value. But I definitely, if, if you're asking me to bet the game, I'm taking the points with the Eagles here for sure. And then if you're do, if you're looking at doing like a teaser for that afternoon leg there, I'm teasing the Eagles up. You know, I'm going to 11 and a half or whatever there because, again, I just – I fail to see them getting blown out. And I know Dallas at times, I mean, we think back to that Indianapolis game where all of a sudden they threw 30 points up in a quarter and it was like, whoa. But Minnesota too, right? Right, right, right. Right. I just don't see that. I think the Eagles defense is is good enough. I think this is a divisional game. I mean, if you're getting 11 and a half or 12 points here, that to me, again, Eagles teased up, Eagles against the spread, Eagles money line. That's the side that I'm on completely in this game. And and yeah, Dallas could win by 21, absolutely. But I don't see that happening. Yeah, I'm with you. I even, so what I'm wrestling with is even non-recreationally, plus 215 is a 31% chance of winning. Do I think that the Eagles with Gardner Minshew and all the talent they have on that team, getting Dallas Goddard back, that they win in Dallas more than three times out of 10? And I would just say, I think so. To me, I think it's somewhere close to a coin flip. I definitely see times where Dallas is going to win this game, without a doubt. But I think it's in the neighborhood of 50-50, maybe 45-55. So to me, I actually do think there might be some value there on that money line. No, I I definitely with that context. I I definitely think there's value on that money line. I mean, obviously, if you're betting, uh, you know, an underdog like that, you're going in with the assumption that, hey, there's a good chance this isn't going to hit. Right. Like you're going in as long as you're going in kind of and you've you've evaluated it the way that you have, which is, hey, this is basically saying three out of time, three out of ten times they win. And you're saying, I think, four or five times out of ten they win. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason at that point that you wouldn't pull the trigger on the money line. And I'm with you. I mean, when you break it down like that, I think they win that game four out of 10 times, right? So, you know, looking at it that way, you you do have some good value on the back end there. Yep, agreed. All right, I'm going to throw one last game that you already mentioned, but I think it's an interesting one, uh, both straight up and from a teaser angle. And that's going all the way to Monday night where the Chargers go to the Colts, who are now turning to Nick Foles. But the Colts are at plus four and a half at home against a team that just beat a beat up Tennessee team by three at home. And I know we can't put too much into just one single game, but the 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 Titans last week without some of these guys that they're getting back fully on defense against the Colts. I'm not sure what would happen in that game. So do you how strongly do you feel about the Colts having a chance to cover this number here? I think they have a really good chance to cover this number. And I I don't like getting kind of like what you were talking with the with the Vikings. I don't like getting involved with the Chargers often because they're mm-hmm. also a little volatile. I mean, you see them one week put up 35 points and their offense looks unstoppable and then you see them next week against Tennessee and it's like, why can't these guys move the ball, you know? So they're they're a little bit of a I think they're one of the tougher teams to handicap in that sense. You know, the other thing is how we don't know from Nick Foles what we're going to get, right? I mean, I think at least right. with Matt Ryan, we kind of know what we're going to get. And I'm not saying that it's great football per se, but at least you kind of know. I mean, Foles could be very hot or very cold. He could be coming in and we've seen Nick Foles look as good as any quarterback in the history of the league. 
And then we've also seen him look like he shouldn't be on an NFL roster. So, you know, there's such volatility with, with the quarterback position there that that, that concerns me a little bit. But I look at the Colts defense, which I think is solid, um, despite what they gave up in the second half to the Vikings. There. <laughs> right, right. I think overall that defense is a solid defense that can at least somewhat match up with that that Chargers offense there. And then you flip the ball over. I'm not a big fan of that Chargers defense. And, and again, we've talked about this before, you know, the loss of Bosa and some of those guys is big. Um, but I don't think they're great. You know, obviously the Colts, they, they don't have Jonathan Taylor, which I think hurts them yeah. um, because, you know, they're not necessarily an explosive throwing team. But if you ask me, I would take the points here with the Colts. I, I think, you know, to me, kind of like we were just saying with the Vikings, the Chargers are kind of a play to their competition type team. And, you know, these are the kind of games to me that they win close, right? It's a field goal late or, you know, something like that. So if I'm getting over a field goal, if you're asking me, I'm taking the Colts in this game. And I, I will say I'm not betting it because I don't have enough confidence in the Colts, but yeah. if I had to, I'm definitely taking the points in this game. Yeah, I'm for sure with you. And I was just sitting here thinking, would I want to include this in a teaser, um, teasing the Colts up through 10, you know, you get to 10 and a half. But even there, I actually think I'd almost rather just play the four and a half because I, I think the Chargers can blow them out, right? Absolutely. And so I don't want to tie other things to that. This game to me is one of those prototypical games where it's either going to be super close, Chargers win by field goal, or maybe even Colts win by field goal, you know, whatever, or yeah. the Chargers end up winning 38 to 13, right? That's you know, right. Yeah. Right. So I'm with you on that. I, I would not want to tease Indy here. I just don't see the the point in that. I think that it, it's either going to be really close or it's not. So, you know, getting that extra six doesn't mean much to me here. I'd rather take a chance at plus four if I were wagering this. Totally agree. And that's why it's good to talk through this st stuff, because I think on, on face value, people could think, well, if you like a certain line, then you must like it teased up or down. It's like, no, not necessarily. <laughs> that's a game yeah. by game thing. So for sure. Not always, not always. Yeah. Well, Yanni, appreciate you jumping on this holiday week. Uh, hope that you and your family have a, a wonderful holiday and we will reconvene uh, afterwards. You too, man. Merry Christmas. I hope you guys have safe travels and uh, enjoy that trip. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. Time for me to give you my picks. I'm going to do the picks first, and then I'm also going to be going through a couple of the other games just to share a little bit of information on those. I think mostly games that I have bet already or else it's ones that I am strongly considering. And as always, I will let you know that never trying to tell you that I'm betting something that I'm not. So let's jump into the picks. Ten, first up is Tennessee minus three at minus 107. I will take that for a three confidence. Talk to Yanni about this one. End of the day, I just think Tennessee can run all over them. They're getting a little bit healthier on defense, which against a bad Texans team, I think is enough. This is a buy low spot on the Titans and a sell high spot on the Texans. All of this stuff is in play. And I actually think that Tennessee wins this game by a touchdown or more. I could even see it getting away from them where it's a 20-point game. <clears throat> and I'm actually thinking about a small amount on an alternate total there. Because I just think that this is has all the factors or almost all the factors in play that I like in a side that I'm going to bet. This is one of my strongest plays in a while. Hey, maybe I'll come out looking stupid. I've made plenty of bad plays lately. I mean, I've been treading water for the most part the last few weeks. But this is, yeah, this is a strong play for me. And 
lots has been said on this show. If you didn't hear that, you can go back and listen to it when I talk to Yanni. So that's Tennessee minus three. Confidence level three on that one. The second one, I'm going to do something that you're never supposed to do. And Yanni and I talked about this a little bit. But honestly, I just like it. And I think it's a strong spot. So if you think I'm a freaking idiot for uh, doing a teaser on totals, you might want to skip ahead. Definitely don't tail this. But I'm going to take a three-game teaser on unders at plus 100. This is on FanDuel. And it's an eight-point teaser. So first of all, I'm going to take Buffalo and Chicago from 40 and a half up to 48 and a half. Yes, Chicago's offense has looked okay. Yes, Buffalo can have a good offense. But honestly, Buffalo's offense has not looked outstanding. And the Bears defense is not phenomenal. But this is one of those games where they are going to have terrible weather conditions to contend with. The cold and the wind. Those are the two factors for me. Below zero temperatures and wind, again, sustained <laughs> sustained over 15 miles an hour, up to 30 or 40. Chicago struggles to throw the ball in the first place. If Buffalo knows all they really have to do is defend Justin Fields, I think that they'll be able to do that adequately in this game, even if Chicago puts up a few points. I actually don't see them getting over you know 10 to 14 points. So Buffalo, I think, wins this game, but I think it just looks like a you know 20 to 13 kind of game or something at best. It might even be lower scoring than that. So under 48 and a half, I love it. Second is New Orleans and Cleveland going from 32 and a half to 40 and a half. So under 40 and a half in that one. Talked about this one quite a bit already. This game might be lucky to get to 30, might be lucky to get to 20. So under 40 and a half, I will absolutely take. And then the last one, is Baltimore and Atlanta going from under 35 and a half to under 43 and a half. This one is not so much a play on the weather as the weather should be okay in Baltimore, I believe, for this game. Certainly temperature-wise, um, winds may be a little bit more of a question, but should be all right. <clears throat> what this one comes down to is that um, Atlanta's offense just isn't very good. Um, they continue to have to try to run the ball, which they can't always do incredibly effectively. And now they're going up against what has been one of the best defenses in the league over the last three or four weeks. I don't think Baltimore is going to give up much of anything to Atlanta. I actually thought about <clears throat> betting the Atlanta spread in this game for a reason that I'll get to in a minute. The thing that keeps me off of it is I just don't know how much they can score. I don't, I don't know if they do more than 10 points in this game. And so instead of betting on Atlanta, when I'm not sure what they can do on that side of the ball, I just figure they can contribute to an under in this game pretty well. On the other side with Baltimore, Lamar Jackson's still going to be out is, is what it looks like. Tyler Hundley is hurt, and he is questionable. He may play, and I think he could have a good game here and there, but he's really had one good game in his entire NFL career, and the rest have been pretty crappy. Now, Atlanta's defense is not anything amazing, but at times this season, they've been able to be adequate. And against a guy who struggles to throw the ball and doesn't run it as well as Lamar, yes, there may be some points given up here. But again, I don't expect Baltimore to score a ton of points. So let's say Baltimore scores 20 points and they win this game, even 20 to 10 or something. That would be a good win for Baltimore in this case. We're still going well under 43 and a half. I, I like this game to go under 35 and a half. In fact, I made a play on that straight. But I also just put in in this teaser a little bit of extra insurance, and I like all of these games to go under. So that is an eight-point teaser. I took that on FanDuel for Buffalo, Chicago, New Orleans, Cleveland, Baltimore, Atlanta. Because it is a three-game teaser, I will only give it a confidence level of two, but it's plus 100. 
My last play is a play on two two plays that I actually do like in this in, in this week. However, I wouldn't be parlaying them together if it wasn't for the competition. So listen to what I have to say. And then if anything, <clears throat> I would say maybe if you like it, make a play on these games individually. I don't strongly encourage you to parlay these. I did put a half a unit on the parlay. I like to try to bet the things that I'm giving out on this show. And so that's not, again, not something that I do frequently. But I really do think both both of these are decent value um, in terms of the spot. And so, hey, I'm going to throw them together. It gets me to plus 547 on this pick. And when I'm trying to win a competition with a couple other guys still in the running, you know, sometimes you got to get a little crazy. So that's what I'm doing here. All right, first up is a game that we've talked about a lot, and Yanni and I talked about a lot, and that's the Philadelphia money line. By the time I actually got this bet in, the number on them was down to plus 185. Obviously, I would prefer if you got like the plus 215 that was available last night when I talked to Yanni, but plus 185 now. I still like it. Again, this game to me is something close to a coin flip. I think it says a lot that when Hertz got ruled out, this game went up to plus six, and now it's back down to plus four. It says to me there's probably sharp money coming in on the Eagles at that plus six. Now, maybe it wouldn't come in at plus four. I'm not saying that the money line is the sharpest play, but I I absolutely think it's live here, and I think that line is a good one. The second leg of this parlay is one that Yanni and I touched on, but I'm going to go a little bit more in depth. This is actually one of the games I was going to go more in depth on, so I'll just do that now as a part of this play. And that's the Carolina Panthers money line at plus, I think it's plus 127. This was on win bet that I got these two lines. Together, these come out to plus 547. But let's talk a little bit more about Carolina and Detroit. The first thing I want to look at is points per play allowed. So for Carolina, they're 14th on the season with 0.345 points allowed, uh, points per play allowed. But when you break this down a little bit further, um, and and this one might be a little bit more consistent because their defense has had more consistency than the offense. At home, they're only allowing 0.298 points per play, which is seventh in the league. So they have been really strong defensively. And I get this is only one metric. Go look at a bunch of other defensive metrics if you want. And I'd encourage you to even do that. But I'm just using this one as an example. While away from home, they've allowed 0.407. So this is one of the things I like to look at at this point in the season is where are their statistical categories where that home away split is wide. And for Carolina's defense, it's really wide. Um, They've been really good at home and not so good away from home. Detroit, on the other hand, has allowed 0.403 points per play which is 29th in the league, but that their defense has been getting better. So that wouldn't really be a fair metric to go by either. In the last three, they're only allowing 0.303 points per play, which is 10th in the league. So they've been a lot stronger. However, um, I do want to talk about those games. Now, number one, they, they held Jacksonville. I think it was 10 points they held them to. That's looking great. Uh, kudos to them. Great defensive performance. I think that one's strong. Then Minnesota was one of those games. Again, they played a good defensive game against Minnesota. Minnesota made some mistakes, you know, had Dalvin Cook drop uh, drop a fumble in the red zone. That could have made a difference here, and it would have bumped this number up a little bit. But kudos to them again. Solid defensive performance. The other game, though, was on the road at the Jets with Zach Wilson playing quarterback. And I think we saw last night against the Jags, Zach Wilson, at least right now, is just not an NFL quarterback. 
And that skews this number a little bit um, because they held them to so few points um, that it skews the number. So while they are 10th at 0.303 in the last three, I think that number is better than what they actually are, though their defense is improving, and I definitely want to give that to them. However, I also want to point out that Detroit is giving up 0.391 points per game away from home, which is 27th in the league. And this speaks again to the fact that that Detroit just is not as good away from home as they are at home. They played a good defense in the Jets last week, and so I don't want to take anything away from them offensively, but they did struggle to score, and that was a game that they absolutely could have lost if Zach Wilson or Robert Sella uh, were were competent uh, at their jobs. So I think Detroit is being overvalued. Um, One of the big things for Carolina in this game is going to be the third down conversions. They're bad. uh, 29.17%, which is 30th in the league. In their last three, it's a little better, but it's still only 33.33. Detroit, on the other hand, is 11th in the league on third down conversion at 42.29. But again, when we look at their games away from home, it drops to 34.21. So it's still slightly better than where Carolina has been the last three games, but not a lot better. I think this is going to be something that's important in this game. Is Carolina able to keep their offense on the field, keep that Detroit offense that is playing better off the field a little bit more and allow their defense to come up with some key stops? So for me, this game is something like a coin flip. If anything, I actually do prefer Carolina here. I think their defense is solid. I think with Sam Darnold, how can you say this, right? But I mean, Sam Darnold to me is a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. And the Jets' offensive weapons are probably a little bit better. But Carolina still has some okay weapons on offense. Detroit's made it hard for teams to run the ball, so Sam Darnold is going to have to throw the ball a little bit, and that can be a tricky proposition. By no means am I saying this is a lock or something. I'm just saying I think Detroit is overvalued. I think this is the spot where they trip up, and I like Carolina here. So my plus money play of the week is Philadelphia and Carolina plus 547, and that will certainly be a level one confidence. I wouldn't give a play like that anything but. However, if it comes through, that will be a solid plus money play. As we glance through the rest of the schedule, um, let me see if there are other games that stick out here. Yanni and I talked some about the Giants and the Vikings, perhaps a tough one to bet. I talked some about Atlanta and Baltimore. I don't hate Atlanta at plus six and a half there with the way that this game is likely to go down. I really do not mind that at all as a teaser piece, too, to take them up, you know, especially if you do a teaser big enough to get them to plus 14. I think that that's pretty solid. Uh, We talked about San Francisco. Uh, The Christmas Day games are pretty ugly, I will say. Um, I'm with D liking Miami against Green Bay uh, in Miami, minus three and a half. Don't hate that. Uh, Denver and the Rams is just a tough one because these teams are both so bad. But I think what we've seen from Baker Mayfield over a large sample size now is that he's just not very good. And this Denver defense has been consistently good all the way through the year. So I think what this game comes down to is do you think that Denver can score enough to cover this line at minus two and a half or minus three? I don't feel super confident in them for that. But I don't mind the under here, under 36 and a half. Denver's been an under team all year. 
Yes, they've maybe showed a little bit of life, but I just don't think the Rams can accomplish much on offense in this game. And so as long as Denver doesn't score more than, you know, 23, 24 points, I think that that under looks pretty good. And then Tampa Bay, Arizona, man, I that game's gross. Tampa Bay's bad. Arizona's bad. Trace McSorley starting. It's plus eight. If you push me to play anything here, it would be Arizona plus eight. But I will likely not have anything on that game. And then Yanni and I talked a little bit about the Chargers and the Colts as well. Taking the Colts and the points, just really not a bad look there, I don't think. Um, it's not a game I'm on yet, but I'm definitely considering it, and I may be on the Colts by the time we get to Monday night. All right, that is the Best bet show. Last one of this year. We might have one more before the new year, but certainly the last one before Christmas. Truly to all of you who have watched, who interact, all that stuff, I wish you nothing but the best. Merry Christmas, whatever it is that you celebrate. I hope that you have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you again soon.